Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. I'm How's just really we made it. I, we, we did. <laughs> we had some weird technical snafus, which we hardly ever have now uh, yeah. on this provider, but we did tonight. But you know what? We're here, and that's what matters. We, we fought the law, and we won. We did. We did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we most certainly did. So how are you? I am well. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it was home inspection day, so I just I rode around in the truck all day Ooh. just kind of doing whatever I wanted. <laughs> well, there you go. Just, you know, entertaining Scott with my dazzling personality. So <laughs> that's his Mostly favorite. Telling him, you know, weird crime stories and uh I know. There's Were a current telling crime him some more. Oh, in Rexburg, ahead. yes. There's a current crime here in Rexburg that's, uh, you know, really got us entertained. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. Why don't you go ahead and share? Because it's hilarious. So apparently there is a guy who has stolen some credit cards. And he's been wandering around spending money on those credit cards. And, you know, people are, the police are trying to find him. So the college posted uh, a listing. The college here is Brigham Young University, Idaho. So this is a Mormon college. They're very, very conservative. They're very, uh, they're very sexually conservative. I'm going to say that for the sake of the story, because you kind of need to hear that. You kind of, yeah, that is, that's important. mm -hmm. So they start, they posted on Facebook today about this person and that everyone needs to keep an eye out with some pictures of him for people to, you know, to see, to see if they could identify him. And in one picture, he looks like maybe he's shopping at, at uh, Home Depot. In mm-hmm. another one, it's a picture of his shoes because he has some of those schnazzy shoes everybody wants to get. But this is the third picture. <laughs> so if you take a quick look at uh, what he's standing in front of um, and, and behind, actually, all around him, um, he's in a sex shop. Those are giant vibrators. He's standing it is in the front dildo of. store, you guys. <laughs> Dildos all around. Hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess if you're going to steal a credit card, you might as well have a little fun, right? And then the Rexburg police reshared that onto their Facebook page, and people are having a lot of fun with it oh. uh, because it's funny. <laughs> and because uh, it is. the fact that the college posted that is just a scream to me. That had to have been a mistake. They would never do that on purpose. Oh, no, no. That's like, yeah, that is a a huge error, but a hilarious one Mm -hmm. for the rest of us. Oh, we've had some fun. Uh, I I posted, I I actually said this in uh, (laughs) 
on the article. I suspect this guy will meet the stiff arm of the law soon. The response to this posting has erected a lot of attention from the public. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. We are 12-year-old boys, as yeah. you know. <laughs> we had a few other jokes. Kara said she hopes he doesn't think he's going to get off on a ride her. <laughs> that's terrible. I said, uh, you know, law enforcement has been fairly flaccid on this so far. It's time to erect stiffer penalties. <laughs> And perhaps adjust the penal code. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. So, you know, sometimes crime is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but at least we find it hilarious. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I will not get over the fact that the college made those. I posted right. that. I just cannot. Yeah. Right. For it to have come from there epic epic moment someone's gonna have to have a visit with the honor code office over this right <laughs> well you know i was thinking of a very idaho crime that you sent me a uh a facebook message about the other day that in, in the teton valley crime oh yes about the people fighting over the moose <laughs> they weren't fighting but <laughs> oh that's right they were that's right they weren't people thought they were fighting they were celebrating mm -hmm. yes because a moose had been hit and killed right on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in Idaho, you can claim something like that. Yeah. Road, roadkill can be scavenged, salvaged. Right. Yeah. And they were cheering and high-fiving alongside the road because they, they came upon a moose that they could load up and take home. Mm -hmm. And someone drove by and thought they were fighting and called the police. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If that isn't an Idaho crime, I don't even know what is. <laughs> that, that's an Idaho crime right there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that would kill me. They were so confused when the police got there. Fighting. We were high-fiving. <laughs> yeah, high-fiving. <laughs> oh, Over my moose, God. But... <laughs> Over a moose. Over a moose. Yeah. I was actually oh. really glad when the fishing game did that. This is fairly new, just a few yeah. years ago. Because honestly, like... When large animals like that get hit and just go to waste, for what? I mean, right. it's terrible that they get hit, but it does happen. So why not let them feed people? I, I don't right. get it. 100%. I'm, I'm for it as well. And particularly in the winter and up there. So this is oh. at the base of the Teton Mountain Range, uh, mm -hmm. just over the mountain from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where you guys are probably more familiar with. But it mm. is extremely cold up there. Yeah. So if a moose got hit... It was frozen quickly. Like there's the, the meat is good. It's fine. Yeah. 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 How much man, man damage did that moose do to the car? I, there wasn't oh. a car that, that, that well, I don't know. That I'm amazed no... that there wasn't a car there with it because I can't imagine hitting a moose. I wonder if it was a semi. We Probably. saw a semi hit an elk last fall when we were driving home from Montana. Oh, that's right. One night. And it was really late. It was like midnight and we were on a mountain pass. And there was a semi in front of us that hit an elk, like right in front of us. And it was horrifying. That elk was not salvaged. It was, I, oh my God, I don't want to even tell you, but it was horrible. But uh, the semi just kept on going. Like, well, they do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, probably something like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you, if it was a car, it would have totaled a car. Oh yeah. They, they do that. They do lots of damage. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now that we've had our funny crime updates, this is actually our Wednesday night case update show. (laughs) And we will be giving you some actual updates from actual cases that we are following right now in this moment. Yes. So, I don't know. Where do we even begin? Well, we can't. We have to stop right now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Alana, that, wow. I I saw that you were here from down under, and I appreciate it. And Alana Alana says we have hit kangaroos, and they cause a lot of damage. I bet they do. They are big, strong animals. But, dude, not something I've ever seen before. (laughs) That's amazing. Christy was attacked once. By a wallaby. By a wallaby in mm-hmm. a petting zoo. <laughs> I'll never get over it. <laughs> I mean, it only happened like, I don't know, 30 years ago or something now. No, my kids were babies, so more like 20. But, really? Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, there was a wallaby. Out. I bet they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens with deer here a lot. Deer mostly. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. Hit. It's unusual to see a moose get hit. It is. That doesn't happen very often. We've seen bears hit the last few years a few times, too. Yeah, that's That's really sad. Yeah. So anyway, the time that Christy got kicked in the stomach (laughs) by a wallaby, I know you guys want to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we were at a petting zoo and there was a wallaby hopping around. And he was like, what do you think, like three feet tall, maybe? It wasn't huge, but he was pissed. He was not having a good time. And He was trying to box people. <laughs> he was hopping around he was. with his little, you know, fisty mm-hmm. cups going. And so, you know, Christy's like, hey, hey, you're okay. And just kind of reached down to give him a little pet. And he grabbed her arm by both of his paws and leaped in the air and used her arm as, arms as leverage <laughs> to kick her in the stomach with both feet. <laughs> you guys, you know when you get the wind knocked out of you and you go, oh. That's exactly what I did. I stayed on my feet, but it totally knocked the wind out of me. It was so shocking. It was completely unexpected. That little shithead kicked me right in the stomach with both feet. Oh, man. I died. See, I'm still. (laughs) So funny. The sound she made. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it hurt, but it was also kind of funny. I mean. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So now yeah. we can't ever, the poor girl, we can't ever even see mention of a kangaroo or a wallaby. And then I don't have to just bring the story up yet yes. again. Then we have to tell the story again. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can still remember what it felt like and it was not good. You <laughs> can say they've been kicked by a wallaby or a kangaroo at all. Or say that, you know, they got kicked by one and walked away. Right. I walked, I didn't even knock me down either. I stood, I stayed up, but man, it knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. It's okay, Ashley. You can laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I have a time or two. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Alana said it's gut-wrenching to hit one with your car. I can only imagine. I'm sure that Oh, my God. I would probably never recover. I would probably just have to cry for, well, ever. That is a huge fear of mine. We almost hit a deer one time coming down out of Island Park, which is, um, like, sort of on the edge of Yellowstone Park. Mm-hmm. And we were driving a Prius and we were coming down this pass and it was dusk and this deer jumped out in front of me and landed in the road 
and she turned her head just as I mm. went by or my side mirror, my driver's side mirror would have clipped her in the head. And she just turned her head and I went on by and it jumped back over the road between me and the next car. It was the scariest freaking thing that ever happened to me. But I seriously, I turned to look and I watched her turn her head away. I missed her by inches. It was crazy. Oh, that is so scary. Yeah. Well, on our way back from Montana this last time, we got buzzed by a golden eagle. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Wow. On the freeway going like 80 miles an hour and a golden eagle Jeez. buzzed right down over our windshield. Like he was right there. And can you imagine the wingspan? You know, oh, he was geez. the windshield. I screamed. Right. Scott was, it, we both were so startled. We couldn't even breathe for a minute. We didn't hit him, but he just kind of buzzed up over our car. I That is crazy. I cannot believe it. It was, <laughs> our hearts raised for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's terrifying. Yes. I had an owl do that to me one time. Came yeah. up off the road and buzzed us in the dark. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, yeah. I had a bat do that to me once in high school and hit the windshield. Oh, you remember this? Right. He yes. hit the windshield right in front of my face and slowly slid right over the top of the car. Oh, In gosh. full, like, spread out bat form. It was like I hit Batman. Oh, my <laughs> God. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> uh uh, GB says that a horse, uh, a spooked horse ran into the road and hit her. Oh, no. And hit her, her aunt's car, I think. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a bad one. Cause horses, if they get hurt like that. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do for them. Well, this took a weird turn, but. <laughs> right. Lots of wildlife crime. Yeah. Yes. Lots of wildlife crime happening. Uh, where do we begin? What do you think is the most uh, how important about missing thing? persons? Because we have two reports on missing oh, persons. Oh, yes, please. Give us those. That's definitely. Um, we reported about Caitlin Berry. We talked to her about her again last Wednesday. Caitlin was missing from Sydney, Montana. She was 26. Uh, there was a huge effort uh, up in Montana to get her found. Uh, and they had organized a big search with uh, the community. A lot of family had come in from out of state and whatnot. And they had spread out in a big, uh, you know, fan to really walk along some places to uh, see if they could find her. And they did. They found her deceased and uh, they haven't announced a cause of death. So I, I don't know, but it's, it's profoundly sad. However, her family will not have to live with not knowing. And right. as sad as I am for them, I'm so relieved for them that they at least know. And there's a funeral for her this week and they at least get to have that kind of closure with her rather than these guys that never know. Right. And I, for that, I am grateful for them. Yeah. But it's still really sad. Last night. See, you know, yeah. some more info about what happened to her. Yes. Last night, we talked about a 16-year-old that was missing from a residential uh, treatment facility. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember, uh, or if you heard last night's episode yet. Uh, his name is uh, Caleb Hook. Uh, he was missing out of Oklahoma. And this was just a really perplexing case because he had been missing for 48 hours before the care facility let the police know that he was missing. He had recently had surgery and had open wounds and is in a wheelchair. And so this uh, concerned the hell out of everybody. Well, guess what? Uh, He was found safe this morning. He's okay. He had run away. He didn't go missing in the sense of, a you know, he ran away. However, 
a lot of people in that area are saying that the facility he was in is an absolute hellhole and there really needs to be a serious investigation into them. So it's honestly, it's my hope that uh, that Caleb's uh, story here got enough attention that that'll happen. And maybe it'll save some other kids some, uh, I hope some so trauma too. from this place. I hope so too, because having worked yeah. in residential treatment, I know exactly what happened there. They, they were hoping to find him so that they didn't mm -hmm. have to report him missing because that gets them in mm -hmm. big trouble with their licensing authority. Yeah. That's yep. crappy, but I'm glad that he's okay. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Well, some big and perplexing news in the Lauren Smith Fields uh, murder. We talked about her a couple of weeks ago. She mm -hmm. went on a Bumble date with a so far unknown person because, well, the police have not released this person's name. Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the date, he reported that she was dead. Um, so a initial medical examiner's report has come out as, with a cause of death, and that mm -hmm. is um, overdose. They're calling it an accident, which is bullshit and ridiculous, mm -hmm. because let me tell you what she supposedly overdosed on. Fentanyl? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we know is a synthetic opioid and very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Promethazine, which is an anti-nausea medication. Hydroxazine, which is, they use it for anxiety and sleep, and it is also an antihistamine. And alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't believe for one effing second that she took all of those drugs herself. That sounds like a cocktail mixed up to give her. Mm -hmm. um, this was some cooked up date rape drug. Right. That then ended up accidentally killing her because mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you don't take all those drugs together. No. Why would you take all those drugs together? Yeah. Right. Cancer patient meds. They are. And they're, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is the hydroxazine and the promethazine cause significant drowsiness. Yeah. On top of the fentanyl and the alcohol, that's a knockout drug. You guys. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be keeping an eye on this because yeah. this this information just barely released, and so, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's a that's a it's a big deal, and it's definitely a cocktail of meds that nobody's taking intentionally, unless like Red Girl is saying, you know, this is a cancer patient or something, right? These yeah. are not even if you were a person using fentanyl, you would know not to use those other drugs too, right? And and like. She just overdosed on a date. I mean, come on. None of this makes any sense at all. Yeah. And her family continues to make some real noise with the police in this case. Yeah. And I'm really glad because they need to. Like, mm -hmm. none of this, this does not add up. No, not at all. And and Lauren Smithfields has no history of drug use. She was no. an athlete all through high school and ha had been drug tested many times mm -hmm. and had never tested positive. Yeah. So there are a lot of red flags here. I mean, it's one of those, we've seen it before, where mm -hmm. the police are like, well, you know, let's just take the easy out. This was an overdose. Bullshit. Yeah. No. The situation around this yeah. does not fit an overdose at all. So we will be keeping yeah. a close eye on that. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that they at least have released that and gotten that far. It looks like they're getting closer to hopefully really seriously looking at her, her death as a crime. Right. <coughs> yeah. They're trying of... to make her sound like a sex worker, or a drug addict, 
She was none of she those was things. None of those things. And yeah, yeah, it's so unfair to be painting. However, her that way. even if she was, she didn't deserve this. Right. But no you're matter right, what, they're trying to discredit her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. They are, and it's it's just very concerning. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie, you want to talk to us about our good old friend Nick? <laughs> oh, Christ on a cracker, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this just keeps, keeps getting worse. So we talked to you a couple of weeks ago about Nicholas Alaverdian. He is a man from Rhode Island who has uh, some sex charges across the country and some fraud charges. And faked his own death and fled. And then in December, he was had checked himself into a hospital in Glasgow, Scotland, with COVID pneumonia and was intubated for a bit. And here's what happened. We didn't know then how they identified him. He was right. on the Interpol uh international fugitive list because the police never thought that he killed himself. That was a a ruse that he attempted, right? Right. Well, here's how the hospital workers noticed his tattoos and compared them to tattoos on the Interpol list because his story didn't match up to who, like he came in with a fake name. And so they Uh... discovered that, uh, you know, this unconscious man in front of them that they had, uh, uh, intubated had the right tattoos and that's how they matched him up so wow. by the time he's waking up he's also being arrested and he is sitting in a Scottish prison right now he did try to make bail there were actually initial stories that said that he did make bail those are not accurate he did not make bail he is in a Scottish pr- prison good because um, that was something we talked about last week that we had heard yeah. and gosh I'm mm-hmm. glad that's not true yeah that had been said but uh, nope, he is in a Scottish prison just waiting to be extradited back. He'll be coming back to Utah first. They get first crack at him because that's where uh, the oldest charges are. And they are mm-hmm. a sexual assault. And, you know, I, I cannot tell you the whole story tonight because it's long. But we did do this, I think, two Mondays ago, this case. Yeah. So go and listen to it. You'll be absolutely blown away at all of the stuff this guy has done. But a few things that we know since then. Uh, he's also wanted in multiple states for not registering as a sex offender. We knew that he had fraud charges in Ohio uh, to the tune of about $240,000, uh, for stolen credit cards that he'd been using. Um, we also now know that his DNA has matched up to several other sex offenses across the country that he's going to be charged with. And... <laughs> Now we're hearing that a TV host from A&E Network, uh, a Canadian TV host from A&E, says that Nick conned her out of $40,000. How? Well, do you guys remember in that story his wife, Louise? Yes. Heavy on the air quotes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Louise has been threatening people who were running stories about him. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently, uh, this person, this uh, reporter, had run a story in Canada. Her name is Nafsika Antipas, and she does a show on A&E, uh, uh, 
at any rate, they had uh, run a story about him and about whether or not they actually thought that he had uh, died or not, or if he was faking his own death. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the wife in 2021 started sending threatening letters to them and threatening to sue them for saying that her quote unquote husband hadn't died. And I only I say that because there's no proof that there's any Louise. We're quite sure that's just Nick. Right. Anyway, this TV host uh, settled out of court with him for forty thousand dollars. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and what she was saying was true the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, this dude. Mm-hmm. What is with this guy? Mm-hmm. Holy hell. Yep. GB says he was one of the strangest characters and the worst characters mm-hmm. we've discussed so far this year. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This dude, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. At least he's in prison. At least we know where he is. Mm-hmm. Can we just hang on to him this time, maybe? Yep. Please. Please, let's. Yeah. So hopefully he won't be able to weasel out of any more uh, of this bullshit and he can get, uh, you know, everything he deserves. Yeah. But I, I, I I'm kind of entertained that he'll be headed straight to Utah first. <laughs> Which means that we're going to get front row seats, you guys. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Well, uh, oh, Josh Duggar, you guys. <laughs> Freaking Josh Duggar. Josh Duggar is uh, has asking for an acquittal. And now... One thing to know is that this is really standard defense attorney stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So they're appealing his guilty verdict. Um, and they're, you know, either saying, you know, maybe he should have a new trial or something, right? Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of, during the trial, there was information passed along to the defense or not the defense to the prosecution and it took what they felt was too many days to pass this information on uh-huh. um it's very nitpicky it is not information that would have really had any effect on from what i'm reading it's not anything super important but it is um enough for them to try to ask for an acquittal or a new trial. So this this is what they want. They either want him acquitted immediately mm-hmm. um, for, I don't know why, because the jury found him guilty, um, or they want him to have a new trial, mm-hmm. which, come on. So I seriously doubt he gets either. But yeah, it's unlikely. Promise, they promised on the courthouse house steps the uh, day that he was found guilty that we will appeal. Well, why wouldn't they? Right. They have their hand in Daddy Duggar's pocket, and he just keeps writing checks to him. Why wouldn't right. they? Right, exactly. So, you know, you're right. They're just grasping for straws. He's in, he's awaiting sentencing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just that, um, you know, he's in jail, but he's going to fight it. They're going to fight it as much as they can. So oh, yeah. it, it's not something to be super worried about, but it is something. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else have we got here oh so some of the officers involved in George Floyd's death with Derek Chauvin mm-hmm. they are in court this week for federal hate crime charges Yes, and that's going to be pretty interesting 
Um, they're being charged of violating George Floyd's civil rights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, they're pretty screwed considering that Chauvin has been convicted. But I, I think it will be really interesting. We're going to be keeping an eye on how this goes. Uh, because it's important. The federal charges, the the um, civil rights violation charges are super important that they're mm-hmm. getting um, enough attention and that they're getting enacted correctly and that kind of thing. So we want to keep a close eye on that. So mm-hmm. just know there's not um, a lot going on with it yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep an eye on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you want to tell us about, <laughs> want to tell us about Alex Murdaugh, who is going away forever and never coming out ever, ever again? <laughs> My God. My God. It's just the, the faucet now is flowing and it's just apparently never going to go off. <laughs> the shit this guy has gotten away with over the years. It's so unreal. I, well, the good old boys club apparently is unraveling, but you know, I hope that everyone else who facilitated this also gets their head on a block. Right. Because he's not the only one. But they have, they have upped the ante on his charges quite a lot. He's up now. He 23 new charges uh, with new victims, but similar schemes. Mostly uh, negotiating settlement money for clients without telling them what they earned. And then depositing the checks meant to pay for their pain and suffering or the anguish of the death of a loved one into his own accounts rather than turning them over to people who were supposed to receive them. Oh, so horrible person. My God. Yeah. They're saying he stole nearly $8.5 million in wrongful death and wreck settlements from more than a dozen people. Wow. So the uh, indictment uh, or the charges uh, calculator now or tally at this point is up to 75 charges. <laughs> And it seems like I they're mean, not done. They're not. And I mean, the sad part is, is that, you know, are any of these people ever going to get their money out of this idiot? No. There's just not going to be enough. No. To go around, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Really, really sad. But yeah, um, it just keeps getting worse for this dummy. Yeah. So. Yep. It just we'll it goes on and, on and on and on and more and more families coming forward. So basically, people would be told to trust, and then, uh, you know, he would lie to them about what they were getting, and then they just didn't know. Or or maybe they didn't even know their settlement came. You know, he just kept putting people off. It's it's been a lot of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so, you know, living way higher on the hog than he should have been, apparently, but also had that uh, raging uh, opioid addiction, I believe. So... Mm. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Palmetto State Bank, too, are going down. Agreed, Lauren. Yeah, there's yep. a lot. That's the thing. There's a lot of complicity here with mm-hmm. other attorneys and the bank mm-hmm. and, you know, places that were playing this game with him. So mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There was also a lawsuit filed today, but I can't uh, find who it was from. But there was a lawsuit filed today for, uh, uh, like, many millions against his wife and son who were murdered over the summer against their estates. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so I'm one of the families he's wronged or that they wronged. Cause remember <laughs> the son that was murdered was in big trouble and was about to be 
going to court over a wrongful death uh, situation when he wrecked a boat and killed somebody. Right. So it might have been their family. I don't know for sure. I'm going to have to go back and find that. But at any rate, what was the motive for the wife and son? I'm with you. I don't know. Well, Lord Ann, was it life insurance? Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And he hasn't been charged in their deaths, but uh, I'm just waiting. But I'm guessing his, he hired somebody. His motive, his motive in his own death was life insurance. It's true. <laughs> Unsuccessfully. Um mm -hmm. Oh, I don't boy. see him doing it himself. I don't see him getting his hands that dirty. No. I suspect that he hired somebody, but he's not been charged. So we'll see if he ever is. Yeah. He's not that really good at hiring assassins, though, I have to say. Oh, that guy you hired to kill him just wasn't that good at it. He, <laughs> I just no. can't get over that story. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we will continue to keep an eye on that bonkers situation. Yeah, we'll just keep watching the tally ticking up. Yeah. We'll I mean, liar. how many charges can one guy get? We're probably going to find out. We're probably <laughs> going to find out. <laughs> so, uh, last week, an interview aired with Adam Cox, who is uh, Lori Vallow, Lori Cox. Vallow, Daybell, there's a lot of names in there, uh, her brother. And it was pretty interesting. They did talk, I don't know, a lot of it was stuff that they talked about that we already knew, but he did say some things. He said that she told him that she has met Jesus Christ face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And she also said that she doesn't need to eat anymore. And Wait, I have a some... really quick question about that. Mm -hmm. On the Jesus Christ thing, any chance he had a fairly rotund belly and a face like this? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. He had a resting toad face. I think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, she said if someone shot her with a gun, that she would not die. Yep. And, you know, he knew the whole thing was bonkers. But as soon as he didn't believe her at all, then she just shut him completely out. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, well... Okay, so this has gotten kind of misconstrued in the news. So he, the reporter asked if she's doing any differently now that she's been incarcerated. And he said, my mother has talked to her and she said that she's not doing any differently while in jail. Now that came across ah. a few times indicating that maybe that was while she was in the hospital, but she specifically said jail. Mm -hmm. My impression is that they have not had any contact with her since she's been in the hospital. There was nothing gotcha. to indicate from what he said that that was the case. So that makes sense. He doesn't really know much about what's going on with her now. Really, no one does. Yeah. Um, not allowed to visit. No, maybe phone calls. Maybe. Um, but from what he said that his mother had relayed to him, that sounds like conversations with her while she was in jail. They didn't say mm -hmm. hospital. They said jail. So just something to know. Just one more mm -hmm. little piece to add to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is court tomorrow morning at 930 mm -hmm. Mountain. We will be here bright and shining. Um, yes, <laughs> for Boy, this is going to be pretty good, I think. Mm -hmm. There will be clutching of pearls. Yep. Yes. So John Pryor. Uh, yep, they'll be hearing voices in the corner. Probably. It's all going down. It's all going yep. down. So John Pryor is asking for the second time for an extension 
he needs more time to file and then have it heard his application uh, to have all the charges dropped against Chad Daybell. I mean, legit. I know, like, this is a thing that defense attorneys do, but this guy was acquitted by, or not acquitted, but um, indicted by a grand jury in six counts of first degree murder. I mean, can we get past the, we're going to get this dropped phase? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what prior, and I'm sure we're going to hear all about it tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it is the prosecutor's fault. Uh, but why he needs more time again? Like, there's not been a whole lot going on in Chad's case lately. Like, what's the hold up now? It's so, really hard to know. There will be plenty of pearl clutching. This will be an open hearing because it doesn't have anything to do with Lori. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be pretty great. So mm-hmm. be sure to join us. 9.30 a.m. Mountain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It shall be a good time. <laughs> there will be wailing. There will be gnashing of teeth. There will. There will always be pearl clutching. There will. And you are right, Indigo. He will never get it dropped. Like, come on. What is this email? So we're going to be watching for that. Uh, Let's see. Katie, you had an interesting story to share with us about uh, Native women and what they're facing right now. Yeah, there's an interesting study that came from the National Institute of Justice. And they are saying that nearly half of Native American women will encounter stalking. Mm. And stalking creates, it sets the stage for being missing and murdered. Yeah. And so there's a few reasons why they're still really working on. Uh, One of the things that uh, they're honing in on is that... uh, are Native women receiving the restraining orders that they're asking for? Are Native women feeling uh, like they can get the representation that they need? Are Native women feeling like they are getting that protection? Or no, are restraining orders even being, if they're being issued, are they being followed up on? Are they being enforced? There's a lot of questions right now. And are they even being applied for? Do are Native women even being given the option or the resources to get them? But can you imagine that 50% of Native American women have been or will be stalked? That's So here's their definition of stalking. Stalking can include unwanted contact, calls, texts, gifts, surveillance, and threats. Anything that's directed towards a specific person and would cause a reasonable person to fear for their safety. It is abuse in itself and often escalates to threats and physical violence, yet it's frequently minimized or overlooked in conversations about violence against Native people. And as we know, laws about stalking are pretty loose. There wasn't even a law in place about stalking until, what did we learn about this, like 20 years ago or so? There has been, that has been something that's uh, kind of been allowed. And unfortunately, it seems like uh, in the case of Native American women, it's still being allowed. So I think that this is a really, really important uh, study and an important thing for all of us to understand when we all go, oh, MMIW is so terrible. But what can be done? Well, this stuff is what can be done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I have a lot of questions about, because I've worked in domestic violence and I've helped mm -hmm. file tons of civil protection orders. Mm -hmm. What happens if you're being stalked on a reservation? Can you apply for a protection order and who do you apply to and where? Good I don't question. know the answer to that. And we live near a reservation. Mm -hmm. So that is, in, that's a question, you know, like depending on, that's that jurisdictional Mm -hmm. question again, you know? Yeah. So, well, they are saying that most women, most people who stalk native women are non-native men. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. We know that we have a problem mm -hmm. with white men going after native women. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Mm -hmm. I would imagine if truth were told, this could be said for Asian women as well. Yes. I would not be surprised at all by that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad there are studies being done. I'm glad there's work being done on this, but we need real like legislation and change. The studies yeah. are great, but it's the action that we need. Mm -hmm. So Ashley's saying uh, that, yes, she said being half native uh, that I am, I may not look like a native American passing woman. It does have to be through the tribal police, but it may not be taken seriously. Okay. And that was what I was concerned about. Well, but again, if you have white guys that are not on the res that are harassing and stalking Native American women on the res, they may not have a lot of teeth to enforce that. It's true. Right. Yeah. Well, they have to bring in the feds and then mm -hmm. do the feds show up and yep. there's all that. So definitely yeah. as we continue to cover MMIW issues, we're going to continue keeping an eye on that. But, mm -hmm. you know, become more aware in your community what what are the rules? What are, the, you know, what's allowed in your area and mm -hmm. how is that being offered? You know, the yeah. other part of it is, do people know what a civil protection order is? Do they know how to file one? Mm -hmm. Do they know where to get the help to do that? Because mm -hmm. domestic violence agencies everywhere help women to do those things yes. and go to court with you and do all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you don't know what the resources are and you don't know where to go, that is a, that's a big one. Huge. So those yeah. are definitely issues that we have to continue to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I, I love that this article came out and with this information, because I think just maybe this is some more of the tide turning. I really hope it is well, just more awareness, more understanding. Right. It's the awareness piece. I mean, I feel like every time we have someone tell us, I didn't even know this was happening in my community. Mm -hmm. Like that's the most important work. It's not mm -hmm. so much that we, you know, that these things are ignored as they are just mm -hmm. not even covered. So people don't even know they're there. Yeah. So that is good. That is good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Harmony Montgomery's stepmother who was arrested actually kind of on unrelated charges. She's not been arrested on anything regarding Harmony just yet. She has been allowed to bond out on a mm -hmm. cash bond. Um, a lot of people are not happy about that, but it is part of her legal rights based on what she's charged with. Mm -hmm. She's not charged with anything in relation to Harmony just yet. Yeah. So we'll be keeping an eye on her and that situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I missing anything? Uh, 
I think that's all of it. Oh, um, Morphew, Barry Morphew received oh, yeah. another uh, modification to his veil. He just keeps receiving these little bits more of a leash. And yeah, it's does. just been a really hard time for his family. And his daughters really need him to be able to come and visit them. Apparently, they can't come see him. So, uh, yeah, they can. But anyway, mm -hmm. so they have loosened his uh, the parameters of his ankle bracelet for him to be able to travel over the pass in a town over to be able to visit his daughters at their house. Uh, I I hate how with Morphew, it seems like he just keeps getting a few more inches and a few more inches. And every time they go back to court, he gets a little bit more. I think that's worrisome. I, I hate the mm -hmm. Morphew case, to be honest. They have no body. I think their proof is pretty flimsy. Prosecutors have made a lot of mistakes. And if Barry Morphew gets convicted of anything, I will be very surprised. I, hope I will. I'm wrong. I, really I will want as to well. be wrong. But right. I know. I know. I feel the same way, but it does seem as the way things are going right now is pretty dang unlikely, which is mm -hmm. shitty. But mm -hmm. we will definitely keep an eye, as usual, on that case. Yeah. Oh, it's Barry Morphew. His wife, Suzanne Morphew, uh, has been missing for a while now. Mm -hmm. And we did cover their case uh, maybe a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yes, the laundry case. That was the other thing I was going to mention. So the Gabby Petito Brian laundry case has been officially closed by the FBI. It was closed yeah. with a very brief statement, not much, that basically said, we don't have any evidence to point to anyone other than Brian Laundrie for the death of Gabby Petito. So they're both dead. So we're closing the case. Basically. I mean, mm -hmm. that's all they said. Yep. So it is done and over. I mean, we know he did mm -hmm. it. He admitted to it. It's in his journal. Mm -hmm. um, but of course he took his own life. And so there's no yeah. trial happening there. And with them saying they're closing the case, that really indicates that perhaps there wouldn't be any charges against his parents, which a lot of people were still waiting for and hoping for because yeah, I don't think they so have been point. so weird and skeezy through all of this, but they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wish we could see what's in the notebook. I want to see it. I want to read it with my own eyes. I just want to feel it and, and see it and understand yeah. it. But I'm guessing that we aren't going to get that. Yes, Joy, the guy that voted for his missing wife. I always forget that piece. That Thank is you. very Morphew, yes. Yes. He, After his wife died, he voted on her behalf. Yeah. I won't so, tell you who. You decide. He committed voter, voter fraud amongst apparently a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, that is, boy, it's a lot. But that's everything that we have. Mm -hmm. One more. Oh, one more. What? Little Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, how could I forget this? Because my blood was court. boiling over it. Yeah, he's headed back to court to visit his grandpa. <clears throat> I mean, the judge. Because mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> he wants his gun. Yeah, he wants his freaking He gun. wants his gun back. He says he's getting it back so he can destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, Kyle. Why didn't then you just why... leave it there then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why not just leave it with the uh, police if you're just mm -hmm. going to destroy it? I don't believe for one minute that's what he's going to do. But mm -hmm. ugh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Red girl. <laughs> right. Red girl. Um, mm -hmm. That was exactly my response. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, I can't even hardly say that little shithead's name. It makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, someone's gonna add us in the comments that he was totally innocent. <laughs> oh yeah, like, no, get away from me. <laughs> no, one, no one likes this conversation, but yeah. Uh, yeah. but that's what's happening. So that is that is what's happening. I don't know if his grandpa has retired yet or not. He's supposed to be he's retiring, right? But he is retiring, and I don't know if he's changing his will to put Kyle in it. But it sure seems like he did. <laughs> I mean, I would think that judge's own family ought to be a little concerned. They're about to get written out. Right. Or written There's a house. new grandson in town. <laughs> yep. Right. Oh. oh, my gosh. Well, we will be back tomorrow night at 7 yeah. p.m. Mountain for the Psychic Hour. And, of course, that'll be a live stream here on Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. like usual. And it will also be posted after the fact. So we <laughs> love to have you with us, however you are with us and then we're going to be back. Well, we will be back tomorrow morning also at 9 30 AM mountain yeah. to be streaming the belligerent, belligerent turd circus. That will be this hearing as we yeah. all know, John Pryor mm-hmm. will be clutching his pearls and mm-hmm. we will be here for it. So yeah, it's going to be something. Join yep. us for those things or after the fact, however you can, we appreciate you being here and being a part of our live streams and a part of everything mm-hmm. that we do, as always, please like, yeah. subscribe, and share because it always helps us to grow. And we appreciate that very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And you thanks know, you guys for being here. We appreciate you a lot. You betcha. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Take care. Uh-huh.